It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Joint Practices Podcast. The podcast for fans, by fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Joined tonight by my brother, Steven. Four on Twitter one. At Steven JPP. Also on tonight, my mortal enemy for the week. The other half of the JPP deathmatch, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox. Oh, baby, what a game we got here on Sunday uh, afternoon at the 1 o'clock game in the Minnesota Vikings Stadium. U.S. Bank Stadium. Sound the Gellahorn. That happens to be the same stadium where the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, remember so, when you guys played in the yeah, NFC Championship so, game? 38-7. Yeah, so... Yeah, so? <laughs> My dad can beat a No, you are, but what am I? It's going to be a fun show. A double stamp, Lloyd. <laughs> no, I can't uh-huh, hear. uh-huh. Guys! <laughs> All right, one minute, 49 seconds off the hinges. Here we go. Should be a fun week. We'll do some injury, some team news, some of this, some of that. Double, double this, that. And then we'll get into the games. Lions have the Packers this week. We'll also get you caught up on the results from the Pick'em last week and what we got coming up. It should be a fun one. By the way, Steve is at the knock says on the Twitter bird. I didn't forget. Also, this is episode 54. What is that, dad's age? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey, good joke. Thanks. <laughs> Waiting on that He writes one. his own stuff, by the way. You hear my one last week or last time about the one-star rating? No, I must have missed it. Oh, you got to go back. That one was good. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Even talk about the Packers, would Pope you? Johnson. Well, we're going We're going to play uh, Detroit Monday night. They're in Green Bay. I looked up a, uh, an injury report, and it doesn't say anything yet. So I don't know if Devontae Adams is going to play. He had turf toe. I don't know if that's more than a one-week rest. Uh, as well as Williams, he fell asleep real early in that Philadelphia game, so I'm not sure if he'll be back. But um, I think without that, we're, we're going to be fine anyway. But that's that's kind of all I have for injury news. I expect Devontae to be back, but not really Williams yet. Turf toe's a real deal. I don't know. Like, well, I always say, like, kinda... I hope you get turf toe, because I don't think you should say, I hope you die. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, like, you uh, you jam, jam a toe real good. You ever stubbed your toe? Waffle right off. Wicked hard off the old coffee table there, and it's just like three days later. You're like, damn, this sucks. Well, fucking put this here. Yeah, stepping on Legos or something like same same situation. So, if he is playing again, I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent. You start making some of those cuts and stuff. It's just it's uncomfortable. So, but uh, yeah, seeing seeing Jamal Williams back, I still think that they should sit him too. Yeah. Like I said, early. there isn't anything that I read officially. I'm just saying, like, I th- I right. agree. I think he should right. wait. 
Yeah, no need exactly. to rush. No. Especially the week Aaron Jones just had. And he we have Trey fun. Carson and Dexter Williams. Like Dexter Williams wasn't active last week, but if they know that he's not going and they don't think Trey Williams will be enough, I mean, they still have other options. Yes, uh, yes, uh, yes, uh. uh speaking of the, uh, the Vikings, we looking at injuries here. Uh, we had a couple did not practices uh, today. Linval Joseph, a defensive tackle, non-injury related misses practice. Not really sure. Haven't heard uh, much about you know what that's what that's all about. But uh, didn't practice today, so. Hopefully this is just a he was sick or had a family emergency or something. Uh, just had to leave practice, so uh, we we could definitely use him uh, on the field against the Eagles this week. Uh, ben Gideon, linebacker, still in concussion protocol. You know we'll see what happens there. Josh Klein has a foot, didn't practice. Um, again, got stepped on uh, last week, so. He, he's been such a big surprise for me on the offensive line. And given their recent struggles uh, the last couple of years, you know, we could use all hands on deck uh, in a very important game this week. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander was also a guy who was limited this uh, this practice there yesterday. <laughs> Listed with an elbow groin. Um, I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna say that's got to be the funniest uh Injury report listing I've ever seen. You know, he got he got hurt in the elbow in groin. The groin. Yeah, he got hurt in the old elbow groin. Uh, and Kentrell Brothers also with a wrist hamstring. Not really sure where that is on the body, but it it sounds like uh you know it could be a tough injury to come back from. So tucked behind the weenus. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, some guys a little beat up here and there. Um, Gideon, I wouldn't expect to play, and honestly, don't. Wouldn't expect him to really have much of a impact in this game, even if he was available. The rest of the guys, you know, y- you hope they're out there. Um, I don't know, elbow groin though it sounds difficult. I don't want my elbow groin to ever hurt. It's like the anchor part for your dick. <laughs> Anyways, further news in the mashed potato land: the Eagles are going to play the Vikings in a game of American football. I like it very much. Sounds like we're going to have a fully healthy Sidney Jones back. So that will help to try to slow down the feeling digs ridiculousness. We'll have Razul, Sidney Jones, and now Orlando Skandrick, who did very crappy last week and can't ever do that again. Sean's new favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> we probably won't get Deshaun Jackson. He's just starting to ramp up his practicing, whatever that means. Um, it's kind of sucks. They're trying to avoid surgery, so because I think surgery puts him out for the year. But it, if he gets to a point where it's tolerable, he can play through it. Um, Sproles is probably going to be out multiple weeks. Old age setting in, man. Welcome to the club. But you can also catch me on the next episode of Three's Company. <laughs> Cause, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Um, you know, I I would like to see. I mean, I know that. Deshaun hasn't been healthy the last couple of weeks, but I wish that, you know, this had never happened. Like they had their full, full roster of uh, offensive weapons, like healthy, ready to go, you know, not limited at all so far this year, just because 
I mean, this offense just has so many, had so many weapons, you know, at the beginning of the season that this really would have been a true test of, all right, what's this defense really made of? So for them to be a little beat up. Good to gauge both teams, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you got a good defense going against an offense that just, you know, can light up a scoreboard. Would have been really fun to watch. So some of these injuries, uh, especially for the Eagles offense, uh, stinks because you you just want to see the highly competitive game with everybody out there but I guess the silver lining you can take out of the injury report for the Eagles is um after this week after week six game Jay uh Jalen Mills will be eligible to come off the pup list and then in week seven Cravon LeBlanc is able to come off I think he's pup list as well or he's IR think he's IR, so his time will be up. So he'll be able to start practicing. You'll get those two guys in game shape, and I mean that's some reinforcements for a seriously lacking pass defense. So hopefully that you know things start to look up as these guys start getting healthy. Once Deshaun can get back on the field, I feel like we're gonna watch a totally different team the second half of the year. It's seriously gonna be like the tale of two halves, of two seasons, or whatever. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's really about just making sure that, you know, he's 100% when he comes back. No reason to rush him back, uh, given his, you know, his age, his seasoning, we'll say, in his career. Um, you know, you want you the guy. You can just tell the offense is hurting without him, though. Well, yeah, I mean, you looked on, you know, early on in the season. You just see, like, those 50-yard bombs that, you know, he's capable of making happen. Like, when he's healthy, he makes a huge difference for your offense. So there's zero reason to want to rush him back, and then, you know, potentially he ends up re-injuring or having another injury, and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a loss for the season. So they brought this guy in to make a difference, and at this point you're just, yeah, I mean, he did early on. So at this point you're just, you know, make sure that he is healthy and that not, you know, they're not going to, put him at the risk of losing for the rest of the year. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. In a way, the past few weeks, we've been talking about how the Eagles should trade for Jalen Ramsey or trade for another corner. With all the help coming back from injury, I don't think that's as much in the, the limelight anymore. Like People just have accepted Ramsey's not going anywhere, I guess. So I think the front office needs to focus, turn their focus around to the offense and like when Deshaun's in there, we saw how dynamic the offense was. You have to respect the speed. It leaves everybody else, you know, a little more cushion to work in the middle of intermediate parts of the field. So the front office has got to find some more speed. It can't be just Deshaun Jackson because when he goes out, it changes everything. So they'd made kind of a step. They signed a Robert Davis away from Washington. Wicked fast guy. Wicked fast guy. Shout out to you for saying Washington. Yeah. Shout out for him for saying wicked fast guy, wicked fast guy. <laughs> and uh, they also had um, one of my draft crushes, Penny Hart, in for a, a workout. Oh, I so. thought you were going to say Hardaway. That's what yeah, that Penny Hardaway. Is. Yeah, Penny Hart, he's so fast. He played at Georgia State. He's I wanted the Eagles to draft him, and they had him in for a workout, and he didn't end up signing. I'm like, ah, just sign him. Develop him. I mean, just 
you put that kind of speed on the field, I mean, even if you're not throwing it deep to him, the defense has to respect that. He can, they can't just let a guy run because then you can just flip it over to the top and nobody's going to catch him from behind. But my the whole point of this is the front office needs to change their focus to a wide receiver and they need some speed on this team. I don't know if they need to trade for somebody or you know bring this Davis kid up from the practice squad or sign Penny Hart, but having another speed threat on this team will help, especially with DJX trying to recover. You're still going to get that same defensive look where they have to respect it. And it's, you know, the they can say, okay, it's not Deshaun Jackson. We're not going to, you know, play it as tight. And he's going to get over the top and Carson's just going to flip it. Or they'll respect it. And then Alshon and Ertz and Goddard are going to eat. Maybe Arthago Whiteside can get on the field. All right. Before, before we get any more involved in... Uh... You know, the ifs and maybes of Eagles land. Uh, how you feeling about your, uh, your fudgies this week hosting the Lions there, Steven? Um, well, I'll tell you what. I'm a little nervous about about a few things. They have guys like um, like Darius Slay, um, Marvin Jones Jr.'s uh, Jr., not plural, and uh, Danny Amendola. Any and I don't – I'm not, I'm not really worried about Damian – Danny Amendola. Dammy. Good old Dammy. <laughs> Dammy Dimes himself. I'm not really worried about him, but the amount of yards eh, that we gave up to Dallas. And Sean, you kept saying it's garbage time, but it's still 400 plus yards. Garbage. But I think we ha- there's a potential in this game for like 700 total receiving yards. Um, it depends, like I talked about, we might not have Devontae Adams, but we still have our leading receiver, Aaron Jones, who, um, (laughs) sometimes he's a running back too, if we don't have anyone to play. So, I mean, we have the potential to put up a a lot of yards, but I think, I think Green Bay wins by 14. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about this Lions team. And I I think, um, at least this first round of division games, we're going to start 3-0. Yeah, right, I mean, Steven. The uh just given the history of uh Matt Stafford going to Lambo, uh, he's only won one game so far mm-hmm. in his career, so um yeah, this seems like a no brainer uh kind of a Packers victory. The only thing that I think the Lions have going for them is just not playing last week, maybe being rested and Sure. Maybe maybe they can see something on film that Dallas had success with, and obviously we know Stafford's just going to come out there, you know, hurling the ball. You think he, even with the week off last week, uh, what thirty nine less pass attempts than Rodgers so far this year, and has three more less? passing. Yeah, so Stafford has one hundred and forty one attempts so far this year. Rodgers has one eighty. And Stafford didn't play last week, and you know he's going to throw for forty, you know, forty times a game. So yeah, but Stafford has nine passing touchdowns so far this year. So you know, where Dallas had some success uh, as far as the passing game goes, whether it be garbage time or not, garbage. You know that that's going to be their main focus. You love it's, garbage. Yeah, but between uh, Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay, like. Those guys have to get going if they stand a chance, but I don't, I don't see it. I think these uh, two one and one 
Detroit Lions are about to fall into the basement. And I'd be totally fine if Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones decided to have big games. We don't need to do like, I'll play well one week, you play well the next week. This is a team <laughs> sport. I'm just saying, let's come together. We'll have a nice right, meal before right the game. Now. Over me. <laughs> I tell you, Rodgers needs to put the mustache back on his face. Yeah. Needs to get Dude, back to that beef jerky flavored cigar salesman. Chicago fans hate that mustache so much. I don't know if it's as much with Minnesota fans, but they always, they're always, it's always the same stuff. Like, he looks like an idiot. He's trying to dress funny. Looks like a pedophile. He's in your head. That uh, says a lot for fans that are a big, uh, you know, very appreciative of Mike Dicka, who had a ridiculous (laughs) mustache and wore that stupid bear sweater. Yeah. Looks like his grandma fucking knit it in 1963. Looks like he belongs on a heister. <laughs> Grayson calls it a forklifter. That's okay. Croy calls it a tractor, so everything is a tractor. Use your tractor. Is it an eagle yeah. tractor? Use your big tractor, lift boxes? Yes, I did. Kids <laughs> are great. Uh Steven, give me a bold prediction for this game. Uh bold prediction. Negative or positive? I got one for each. You spit it like it's fire, dog. Negative, bold prediction, Aaron Rodgers, three interceptions. Bold prediction, positive, Aaron Rodgers, four touchdowns. Okay, this might go into the same as your negative, but answer this question. The Lions will win if... If Green Bay's secondary struggles as much as they did last week. I don't think they struggled, but go ahead. What do you mean? They gave up 226 yards to one person. They gave up yeah, 117 when it didn't to matter, and the the defensive coordinator was calling How soft you, defense. No, no he yes, had one he big bomb for like 50 yards. That was the spin and the touchdown. And that was when Darnell Savage wasn't on the field. So take that into account. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go out there. I don't think you're right giving now enough credit to Dallas. For me, they just were down lo- 31 to whatever. <laughs> for Christ's sakes, Steve, go ahead. So. Here's a big takeaway right here. Um, If you want the Packers to have success in this game, um, you know, offense obviously runs through Aaron Rodgers. The Lions have given up 293 yards per game uh, on defense in the passing game so far in their four games that they played. And not really a whole lot to note there as far as who they're playing other than Kansas City. So... Them, uh, well, I guess they did play Philadelphia too, but you no, know, it was kind of a barn burner. But yeah, two ninety three, like easy three hundred yard game for Aaron Rodgers. Game over. Yeah, and if Let's, if Aaron Jones plays well, then that's like you you were saying earlier with Cousins, like that's just going to open up play action, and then he's just yeah. going to do even more. Yeah, so which, uh, which pains me. Pains me to say that the Packers going to be five and one. No, well, it shouldn't. You shouldn't. Dude, I have like two or three extra jerseys. I can drop one off, see if it fits. I don't look very good in green, so. Don't you want to win a Super Bowl? I mean, I don't. Oh. That's why I'm a Vikings fan. <laughs> you just look forward to the regular season. Uh, well, I'm just hoping that they make it there and they lose, you know, that they can take away, you know, because when the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, the Patriots became the most losingest whoop, whoop. team 
in the Super Bowl tied with the Minnesota Vikings. So I'd like to recapture that title. Um, so we just need to get back to that big game. Do you know what that number is? Five. Five Super Bowl losses? That's rough. Yes. Sorry for your losses. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Um, Five times, apparently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we're coming into a, a week where we're playing one of those teams that kept us from that big game. Due in large part to uh, Case Keenum's poor performance in that NFC Championship game. Because he got pick six. Here's the difference. We're playing in Minnesota this time. All right? So, now you get that crowd noise on your side. Now try to make things a little bit more difficult. New quarterback. No, no Nick Foles to worry about. He doesn't yeah, need to make those miracle throws. Player. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? You got the quarterback that's not even supposed to be there in the game this week. <laughs> sort of traded him. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like Carson Wentz more than I like Nick Foles. Here's the you best thing about this game is that there's one team I don't mind losing to, and that's the Eagles, because that means good things for, for Sean. Good money uh, on the mic. Feels like ever since we've been friends, the Vikings typically lose to the Eagles, but that's why we play the game, right? Play the game. I'm um, 40. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> uh, this game, to me, as far as like an offensive standpoint for the Vikings... Again, you know, if Dalvin Cook can continue to have uh, consistent success running the ball like he has, uh, he's been an animal so far this year. You need him to get going early to set up those play-action plays. We know the Eagles don't always handle play-action very well. Um, Obviously, you know, you have a multitude of talent as far as your receiving core goes, so... You know, I, I'd also like to see them actually use the tight ends for a change. It feels like whenever Irv Smith Jr. catches a ball, it gets called back for some sort of penalty. It brings up my next point, cut down on the penalties. Um, last week was absolutely terrible for the Vikings as far as penalties go. You you know, you had 12 penalties for 112 yards Jesus. against the Giants, and you beat them by 18. Like, you're playing a much better team this week. You can't do that. You need to clean it up. Um, just stupid penalties of all sorts. Uh, so you can't do that. Just play a clean game. Speaking of clean games, Kirk Cousins do the same. You know, no dumb throws, no interceptions. Don't He's got two picks on the year. You know, Time to don't, Im- it. don't improve that. Don't improve on that number. Keep it at two. Maybe defense. Two more. Maybe the defense can uh, escalate Carson Wentz's two interceptions. Um, nope. Not but the, happen. You know, those those are the types of keys, right there. Is you know, you start off, find some success running the ball. You know, expand that into the pass game. Um, maybe exploit some of the uh, deficiencies in pass coverage that the Eagles have at times. And then on defense, again, it's tough to shut down this team, but Jordan Howard has always had uh, success against the Vikings. Don't let him get going. Pressure Carson Wentz. Make him make a mistake. Easy as that, right? Wrong. Five is flat, baby. 
Yeah, no, but if I Kirk think... Cousin only throws five incompletions again, you guys might be in good shape. That would be yeah. ideal. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm nervous, but I'm excited <laughs> at the same time because it feels like every game this year, you go into the game not knowing which which offense is going to show up. Is it going to be the offense that showed up against Green Bay with the, you know, the RPOs, the quick throws, the, you know, exciting, it was motion. It was like the, the Eagles offense we're used to watching. So, like, I thought it would be a low-scoring affair because of Green Bay's defense was so good and they hung 30-plus points. I think this game is going to be low-scoring, so naturally it will be 27 to 46. It'll be, yeah, exactly. It'll be the opposite. <laughs> It'll be way over whatever the over, under, over, under, the, over, 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 under is. Yeah, they'll hit that at halftime just because Again. you're saying this. <laughs> but the defense is going to have to find a way to mask the corners, safety help, whatever they got to do. You can't let Diggs and Thielen get on top of you. Mm. And somebody's going to have to. I think it's going to be like Orlando Scandrick on BC Johnson. That should be fun. Uh, BC has looked real good. I'm, BC needs more time on the field. Yeah, I'm super impressed by, uh, you know, his ability to learn this offense and really uh, become knowledgeable with the playbook. You know, this is a type of game where, you know, he could make the difference if they're going to focus mainly on shutting down Diggs and Thielen, which is always a good game plan, you know, from a pass defense perspective. Um, but again, it, you know, it's that question, like, how is Jim Schwartz going to handle it? Is, you know, does he eventually try to pull down a safety to help out, you know, get eight guys in the box? Like, or does he just be like, all right, we're just going to try to contain Cook and we don't let him, you know, don't let the Vikings beat us over the top. Like, that's a, it's a tough decision to make. And uh, we'll see what they do. And if they can get pressure on Cousins, uh, you know, just with their normal four-man rush, um, pass protection has been questionable for the Vikings, at, you know, at large. So far this that season, line so woke up last week. They did. Um, I don't speak highly of uh, the Giants' defense, but you know they look pretty good. So uh, <laughs> you made I the mean, Giants but, look good. Come on, dog. Yeah, keeping uh, keeping Cousins upright this week. Uh, huge deal. Huge, huge. And I'm gonna throw this out. The Eagles this past week found a lot of success moving Brandon Graham inside next to Fletcher Cox in certain packages. I just don't love the Vikings' interior line right now. And I think that could be problematic for Kirk Cousins if they get Brandon Graham inside and get going early. Yeah, they have a, uh, like, the Cousins snap from Bradbury, especially last week. They had two like bad snaps between the two of them, so something they definitely have to clear up. Um, I don't know if Bradbury just has like a really sweaty ass or whatever. Maybe, maybe just got big nuts that ball bounces against. Who knows? But uh, those are things that you can't, you know, you can't have happen. I'm not editing out. <laughs> you can't have those things happening, uh, you know, against a team like this. Don't want to have those silly turnovers. It gives them an advantage. But like you were saying. Uh, Elfline, Bradbury, those guys have been struggling a little bit. So, 
you look for them to focus, you know, their their pressure in that area. Um, but again, you have to have to notice, you know, I talked about how the Vikings coaching staff just tends to not pay attention to what the defense is doing against their offense and they're making adjustments from there. But you have to notice what their tendencies are and then take advantage of those, you know, when they're getting aggressive, where they're getting aggressive, whether you're you're calling draw plays, you know, you're using the play action, whatever it is to, uh, or, you know, these motion sweeps kind of things uh, to to get the ball away from where they're bringing pressure. It's a, it's a huge deal. Um, for me, I'm, I'm I'm just looking here at the uh, the season stats so far. Now, Kirk Cousins has the second lowest pass attempt so far this year in the league at 126. Carson Wentz has attempted uh, what is it, 48 more passes, but only has 111 more yards passing than Kirk Cousins so far this year. Doesn't that seem like super bizarre? 32 more drops. Oh, I know. Yeah, the drops, I guess, are yeah, a big deal. I we spoke when we were talking uh, pre-pod, waiting for Stephen to finish watching you know, the Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever they were watching. It's Mine Hunter. Fuck. Okay. It's good. Uh, Pickle lips. <laughs> Adam Thielen uh, has a is one of the six guys in the league right now that has yet to drop a pass with at least uh, fifteen targets. So. Big deal when you have shorthanded receivers. Definitely helps your offense. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I don't. I know Cook is going to get his, but I have a feeling Cook is going to get his in the form of the passing game. This Eagles run defense has been dominant for the most part, aside from a couple of trick plays that one against, what was it, Atlanta, one against the Jets. Other than that, you can't run on this team. Like, it's incredibly hard. 50 yards, maybe 60 yards a game. I don't know the exact number, but, you know, watching the game, you see almost every run is stuffed. Like, a four-yard gain is, like, amazing at times. I think where Cook's going to really do damage is in the screen game and in the passing game. So, my like, kind of my X factor is... The Eagles stopping the Vikings screen game. If you can limit the run and stop the screen game and put it all on Curdy Coops, tell him he's got to stand back there and throw. I like your chances. Especially yeah. with the, the pass rush ramping up like it did last week. Hopefully that carries over that energy. Let's go. Yeah, you're talking about uh two of the more stout run defenses and the Eagles more so than the Vikings uh so far this year. But Eagles, 63 yards per game they're allowing right now. It's incredible. The Vikings are at 88. So you don't expect a, a lot of success in the run game, and you're talking about those trick plays. The Vikings do implement a lot of those, you know, wide receivers look like they're going to do like a jet sweep handoff, one of those like quick tosses out in front of the quarterback that's technically a pass. Push um, pass. Yeah, so they... I hate that term. They look to do those things, but they also, you know send those receivers in motion too to set up some of those kind of zone uh, zone blocking scheme runs that they like to do. Um, so obviously if you can have success there, helps out your offense tremendously. But then again, the Eagles are giving up almost 300 yards passing. So 
like you said, this comes down to Kirk Cousins. You know, what a thunk. The 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 narrative, time and time again. Yes, he wins all the games that he's supposed to, but when he plays the good teams, he folds. So, here's your chance. You know, and especially coming into a very uh, you know, interesting part of the the schedule. You know, Eagles this week, Lions the the following week. You're looking to finally get a division win there. Um, they host the Washington football team on Thursday night the following week, and then you're going to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Like, and then from there you go to Dallas and play the Cowboys. Like, this is a tough part of the schedule for you. So they very much need to get this win, you know, to get some momentum and to feel good about yourself. Hey, hey, we beat a team that had the same record that we did. Um, and obviously you lose this game and it knocks you another peg down uh, in the conference as far as, you know, playoff standings are concerned. Yeah, And a win could six. really help you in um, tiebreakers too because, because, right. ooh, because, 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 um, because, the Eagles beat Green Bay, so if you get into a tiebreaker with Green Bay and they go to common opponent, that would really help your case. Yeah, those, I mean, uh, the last two weeks for the Vikings are in, insanely important. You, you have Packers and Bears, those last two weeks obviously are going to make the difference uh, as far as the playoffs are concerned if things are close, but yep. yeah, you. I mean, you have to win this game to get some momentum because... You start playing this whole win one week, lose the following week, win the next week, lose the following week. Like, hey, recipe for eight and eight. Good job. The old Jess It's not going to get the job done, though. Like, (laughs) congratulations. You didn't have a losing season, but you're also, uh, you know, missing out on the playoffs, going to play golf early this year. I think when we're watching this game, we're going to get to a point where we did with Green Bay, and it's going to come down to red zone. It always seems to with the Eagles lately. Can the Vikings score the red zone? I'm sure they'll move the ball up and down the field through the air. It's when they get inside the 20, what do they do? Yeah, and they had a, they had trouble uh, against the Giants a few times. You know, we talk about that fumble. Uh, Jabril Peppers knocking that ball out of uh, Dalvin Cook's hands. You know, it's a fumble inside, inside the five-yard line. Goes down to the one. They also had another drive there at the end of the uh, the first half where down at the nine-yard line, you get a boneheaded uh, offensive holding penalty, you know, pretty much stalls the offense. You settle for a field goal. Like, things you can't do against a, a much better team <laughs> as far yeah. as the Eagles are concerned. The way I look at it, if you can hold the Vikings to two or three field goals instead of two or three touchdowns, I mean... You put yourself in a good place to be competitive, win, you know, keep it close, whatever the case be. But three is way better than seven, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and I think, uh, like, you're probably hoping that uh, Dougie gets this offense going early, because you know, this have is one of those games. Start. Yeah, one of those games that, like, if the Eagle, if the Vikings find any success offensively, and you can't quite. You know, what we've seen, like, the first few weeks of the season where the Eagles are just kind of hanging back, not scoring any first quarter points. Like, you don't want to fall behind early because then it, you know, makes you one-dimensional and 
I mean, it, it's easier from a defensive standpoint to uh to guard against what they're trying to do. It's going to be a fun one. This Can't is the wait. third JPP death match of the season already. It's week and six. And we get one more. At least one more, yep. Only one more. In the regular season. <laughs> the Bears are going to come back and win that division. Neither one of you make the playoffs. So. Yeah, Khalil Mack's going to throw for 50 touchdowns because <laughs> Trubisky can't throw for any. No, 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 no. They're going to get Mark Sanchez out of retirement. Oh, Tim Tebow. <laughs> All right, guys, you ready? Let's get it. Let's get to the figure. Hey, pick em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it because our bank rolls on top. It's better every week. Week five, pick em. Results here. Quickly through the slate. Jets at Eagles. Eagles 13.5 point favorite. 43.5 over under. In the winning bid, if my calculations are right here on the price is right, was the Eagles covered, baby. And the under covered 13 and a half, by the way. Yeah, they covered it. Otsabi. So they got the three point bonus for both Super Sticky Steve Knox and myself. The Eagles and the public will take the uh, Eagles opponent. Wow. <laughs> I'm Steven. I'm not the Eagles. <laughs> By the way, it's 12.18 at night, and I have to wake up in like six hours. Ah, Steven and the public took the Eagles. They get one point. Who cares? Packers at Cowboys. Cowboys were a three-and-a-half point favorite. 46-and-a-half over under. I took the Packers and the over. Mark. And boy, did I hit it. On the front we'll and the back. Give Steven and Steve credit for the Packers, and the public, I guess, gets credit for the over. Whatever. They suck. Like, looking at past games between these two, too. Uh, two, two. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed I picked the under because, boy, they put up a lot of points against each other. I don't know what it is. Then we had the Vikings at the Giants. Vikings were a six-point favorite, 45 over under. It was a Vikings under kind of day. The public nailed both. Steve and I nailed the Vikings, and Steven, for some reason, went with the Giants and the points. Yeah. But he did get the under, so he kind of salvaged himself there. And then Monday night, the turd stains at the 49ers. (laughs) so salty about this fucking game. (laughs) I'm not going to let it go. I know. Because before the game started, they all got baked. Forgot how to play fucking football. Yeah, I've been there. Niners were a three and a half point favorite at home, 46 and a half over under. We had a Niners under kind of game. Public and soup hit it on the pit. Nice job, Steve. Steven and I put Browns and over and didn't get anything. And I'm glad the both of you picked before me because it made me go the opposite direction, which was the correct answer. So you got at least one point on every game. Yeah, not bad. So updated standings. Steve is still in the basement, 21 points. He's moving up. I am right above him, 23 points. Steven, 24 points. And the public is ruling the roost, 28 points. So let's get to week six on the Pizik. Um, 
It is week six, right? It sure is. Yeah. All right. So Eagles at Vikings. Vikings are a three-point favorite at home. The over-under is 44. The public is on the Vikings 60%. So it's kind of close, but they are on the public. And they are (laughs) under on the public. They're on the Vikings, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of the bubbly. Hey, Steven, you got no rooting interest in this? How do you feel? This guitar's out of tune. I'm going to bed. Um, hmm, so we're at week six now, but I'm going to ask again. Vikings minus three means they have to win by three? Yes. Okay. So... Eagles over. Eagles and over. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have another five incompletion game. <laughs> Might only throw 10 passes. You never know. He's done that too. <laughs> Jesus. John? Uh, Eagles over. I mean, I'm go- I'm going Vikings over, obviously. I- I'm taking the Eagles because I think they can win outright. If I didn't, I would have. I would have taken the Vikings, if I thought the Eagles couldn't win. But I do think there's a chance the Eagles can win this. But I do think this game is going to end up like a four or five point game because it's going to come down to someone needing a touchdown and not a field goal. So sure. I just feel like they wouldn't be able to cover. Uh, They would easily cover. So Eagles over whatever lions at the Packers Packers four point favorite 47 over under it's ginormous over under. Public is 91% on the Packers and the under. Steve Knox. Let him in. I'm going to take, uh, take the old Packers. I'm going to take the over. Looking old slobber knocker here. No, I'm I'm with Steve where I'm going to take the Packers, but I'm going to take the under. I don't. I think 47 is just too high. And I already predicted Green Bay by 14, so... Oh, we're talking about the score, not you. 28-20. I'm going to kiss Packers. you right on the mouth. Over. <laughs> How's that? You're going Packers over as well? Yep. He did All it. Right. Hey, what was the score of the Vikings game last week? 28-10. to 10. I predicted 38-12. That wasn't too bad. That's yeah, pretty close. Right. I picked the Eagles thirty to ten, and they won thirty-one six. I picked the Browns this, uh, twenty-seven points, though. How's that? Uh? Looking at the old uh, She-Hawks versus the Shit Browns this week. Ah, the old turd stompers, gray yeah. waffle stompers. Whose idea was it to root for the Browns this year? Steven. Yeah, but yeah. Twitter decided. Thanks. Thanks. Could have been in Minshew mania right now. I, you know how many times I've thought about that this year? <laughs> anyway, DC Seattle <laughs> going into Cleveland. Looking like a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Road favorites. 46-and-a-half-point over-under. Unless Sugar Seattle Man. scores all 46-and-a-half themselves, I'm taking the under. 
And I'm also taking the Sheetcocks. Hey, Steven, having some <laughs> difficulty typing there, bud. Oh, uh, God. I haven't how even... you feeling? Ugh. I'm taking the Seahawks, but I'm taking the way under. Way, way under. I'm thinking the Browns, we expect them to bounce back, or at least I do. So that makes me think they're going to play even worse this week. At home. Uh, uh, the Seahawks scored 30 points against the Rams. Which, whose defense has just been Underwhelming. terrible? Yeah, and um, the uh, the Browns had some difficulties uh, here this past week, only putting up three points against that. Uh, I mean, they're above average 49ers defense. So, yeah, again, you gotta go Seahawks. You gotta go under. Seahawks under. Hey guys, can I throw a little breaking news at you real quick? It is the top of the tenth inning, and the Washington Nationals just hit a grand slam to go up seven to three. Salami! Oh my God, the nightmare is coming true for Major League Baseball. Ah ha ha ha! Oh, your pinky smells like your butt. Yeah, that's that's terrible for. Uh, I feel bad for Rob Manfred right now. And by the way, the public is on Seattle in the over. At 86%. This is the point of the program because we have a JPP deathmatch this week that you would hear the Sean's pandering to his wife game of the week, but sorry, babe. We are not doing the Saints this week because we have the winless bowl. That's right. The Washington football team is traveling to sunny Miami to take on the Dolphins. One of these teams has to win. Do they? Yes. I mean, they could tie. Yeah, they could literally tie 0-0. Washington is a three and a half point road favorite. Over-under is 41. (laughs) Anybody want to wager a guess? Yeah, I'm taking Miami as well as the under. And I'm also going to parlay that with a bet that Miami punts on second down. I mean, that's no Dan Snyder move. Yeah, what? They're not even pretending they're not trying to tank. I'm taking uh, taking the Bill Callahans this week. That's right, Washington to win. And I'm going with the over. We're going to see like a 28-27 game. Oh, God. We Both these see defenses it. are so bad. You can't see 28-27 and win. Washington what? would not cover that. Whatever. Either way, like um, that's what I'm saying. Like that kind of, that kind of a, uh, a score. They're gonna. These defensives are terrible. Even though these offensive struggles have happened for both these teams, uh, you know, you can't not be fucking twenty to twenty-one. Like at least, at least. Washington over. Lots of points. Lots of fun. One team still doesn't have any wins. Adrian Peterson, 240 yards rushing this game. Yeah, because Callahan wants to establish the run more. I'm Pat Callahan. No. (laughs) His name's Bill. Should be a fun week. Should be a fun week. 
Hopefully I get out of work in time to watch most yeah, of these games. Yeah, speaking of that, Jesus. I am not going to get out of work in time, so I will be shutting off my phone until I can get home and watch it. So I will keep the, the, group the group chat nice and silent or I'll cut your penis off and make you smell it through a waffle. I'll have to uh, make arrangements with my wife. I'll just be like, hey, I'm going to go to Sean's and we're going to watch this game together. Worked out really well for me last time, so. Yeah, I'll be home at halftime. But if we were to do that, the game would already be over by the time you got here. I know it would be, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if I just shut off all my shit and I'm just like, I'm completely oblivious to everything, and then we just watch it in complete obliviousness, we should be fine, right? We could be fine. We'll see. Maybe we can make it You bring the combos. (laughs) I thought you said combos at first. Yeah. I don't Uh, know. All I can think of was... My comeback was will bring the sponge. <laughs> <laughs> this portion of the program brought to you by. All right, guys, that's gonna do it. Episode fifty-four in the books. Stevie James, I love you, dog. I love you I too, love my buddy. little Luna. Can't wait for you to come over. I know. I gotta see the loon dune. <laughs> Looney balloony. I started. She's got all kinds of nicknames. Luna today, crunch. Today, autumn goes. Why do you call her L. Ron Hubbard? And I was like, oh, that's the guy that created Scientology. <laughs> or, oh, I call her L. Ray Hubbard. And I was like, well, L. Ron Hubbard created Scientology. He was like a science fiction writer for a long time. <laughs> we call her L. Ray Network. Yo, we 54 episodes in and we have some exciting stuff in the works. Because it looks like we might have two seven-on-sevens getting set up soon, I hope. Get those recorded. Hopefully get those out the week that I'm on vacation. Yeah, that'll be nice. Give you guys something to listen to. Give me something to listen to. Carrying on these friggin' (laughs) notes here. Trying to make sure this podcast... Follow us on Twitter at Joint Practices. At Joint Practices. At Joint Practices. Follow me... I'm at 11thegoat at stevenjpp at the knock says send us an email jointpracticespod at gmail.com say I want to be on 7 on 7s or I want to run your podcast for a day and we will say yes and right after you send that email make sure whatever you're listening to us on um, just rate and review the podcast to say hey y'all are ass one star like on their phone you want yeah. them to write that on their phone or on like a specific service? Well, I don't know how long you've been listening to the pod, but we used to be on this platform called Podbean. We're not there anymore. Sometimes well, you'll hear it. Oh. Huh? oh, God. Uh, we're on Apple Podcast and we're not on Spotify, but I think we're on like Castbox and SoundCloud and stuff. Just subscribe, just search nope. for us, Google us. Yeah, I mean, if you're fancying the old Twitter bird there, go ahead and send us a tweet with the hashtag. hashtag. <laughs> there's nothing there this, this episode. I know, that's nothing why I was there. worried about you laughing. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go with, the, uh, okay, I'm going to make up right now. Fly, Vikings, fly. You're writing that up right. on your Washington. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Either We're way. a fucking shit show. Yeah. Hashtag, uh, bean pod. <laughs> I can't Hashtag, fly Vikings fly this week. Uh, it's good. Uh, 
JPP Deathmatch. You probably won't Bomb get three. Um, I want a good clean fight. Three deathmatches in six weeks. We're running about 50 percent there, boys. What do we say? We, we've had a lot of wins in those two because, well, we play each other, so somebody has to win. So, look Steve, at that. You need to, fly you need this fly one. this week, huh? I say you need this one in the JPP Deathmatch rankings. You're oh, I know. winless. Fall behind real quick. They just need this one in general, so that's what I'm saying. Fly, Vikings, fly. Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make a skull for the Eagles, but it's not working. By the way, Adam Thielen's son doing the fucking skull chant is one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, Britton Colquitt actually tried to get the skull chant going. At the Meadowlands this week, and it was hilarious. <laughs> the Vikings fans were actually standing up and doing the clap. Shout out to the punter. The original. All right, that's gonna do it. Bye, Eagles Flat. Rebecca. School Vikings, baby. Steven's about to. Get baked and fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> Yo. Hi, Felicia. Yeah.